What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1ONG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hi, you guys. Wow. So Christmas is over. That's phew. We are almost towards the end of 2020 and we're super excited. This is 90210MG and I'm Tori Spelling. I am here with my best friend Jenny Garth and our friend Sissany. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hi. Oh, happy almost new year, you guys. Oh, who's doggy? (laughs) That is uh, Muso. Muso? Oh. Yeah, uh, his best friend is Jenny's dog, his best friend, Buddy. Yeah, Buddy's here asleep. They haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. And when they see each other, they sniff butts and lick wieners. It's super cute because well, I never do that to Jen when I see her. Well, oh, you did lie. that one time. One time. <laughs> not my wiener. One time. But. Not your wiener. <laughs> not but I was like, wiener. am I supposed to give you like a motorboat or something? Like, is that the equivalent of when the dogs <laughs> smell each other's butts? <laughs> I don't know what a motorboat is, but I'm not sure that I really want to open that. Like when you go to boobies and you go. Oh, how do you not know that? I've never heard that. Am I alone? I guess I'm alone here. I didn't. I'm the only one that's ever heard of motorboat. It's something like girls would never want boys to do, but yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's like ew, so gross, so gross. Well, we are on episode six. Of Beverly Hills Nana 210, and this episode is called Higher Education, and it first aired on November 15th, 1990. Oh, it was a good year. Good year. Yeah. <laughs> We're like fine a, wines. We've aged. <laughs> Here's a little synopsis aged. for all y'all. Brandon's favorite subject, American history, becomes an issue when he continuously gets C's and considers alternative study aids, much to Andrea's chagrin. Brenda finds herself drawn to the resident high school bad boy legend, Dylan McKay. Mm -hmm. Did you say chagrins? (laughs) I said chagrin. Chagrin? I've never heard that word. Same. 
I believe chagrin means like, you know, she's not that happy about it. In this context, Andrea was not very happy with Brandon not studying with her and going and quote unquote studying with Steve, which wasn't really studying. Right. That was cheating. Mm. A lot of pool time. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's do this. Jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Okay. Can I, I just, just say, well, you know, I like, you know, I like the fashion. Uh, so we get some peach pit love here. We see the outside of the peach pit, a lot of like inside of the peach pit. They didn't have peach pit uniforms yet. Mm-hmm. No, they have the cute little white, white button downs with the rolled up sleeves. Well, Brandon had his sleeves rolled up, of course, because he didn't show off his like biceps. Muscles. His little, yeah. dre- his dreamy muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But isn't that crazy? It was it was much more so like a 50s diner going mm-hmm. for that vibe and like old school, like Marty McFly, like right. remember the diner in, in Back to the Future? Yeah, definitely like that. Yeah. This was, um, this was, I was a little confused though, because in the very beginning of the episode, uh, Brandon is walking and he calls Andrea, Andrea. <gasps> You caught that? I I didn't catch it. Yeah. He called her Andrea. And then in the next scene, he calls her Andrea. So (laughs) I, as a viewer, I don't know who he's talking about. I I think they're the same person. That's a continuity issue if there ever was one. (laughs) It's true. When did you guys film? I'm like, I'm watching all these scenes on campus. Every day of every month But like, wasn't this an active high school? Wasn't the yes, school? Yes. Yeah. We we definitely we shot at Torrance High School and the school was in session. Um, really? Just like a normal high school. And um our like, you know, base camp was set up out front, like it was like a zoo. We were we were animals on display in a zoo. And we would come out and try to get like the scenes done between you know, their class bells yeah. or whatever. Oh. But they had a, a lot they of had times. a schedule. And mm-hmm. if it didn't, if it overlapped and we heard the bell, we just had to like <clears throat> freeze. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then they would, all the kids would come out and stare at us and point and laugh and that's throw so things. Crazy. No, I'm just kidding. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> well, I'm sure at first they were like, what is this show? Who, who, what is, you know, they didn't know anything. And then obviously after they figured it out, I probably thought it was so cool that it was being filmed at their I know. High I wonder if like they got cool because of it. People were like, whoa, that show's a hit and it's filmed at your high school. And at mm-hmm. first they were like, ugh, go home. And then they were like, hey. So they were never in the background. All the all the people you see in the scenes are extras or actual actors or were mm-hmm. some of those students? No, those are all extras for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. We had a lot of extras on those days. Thank God. And they were so rad. They, they you know, extras... That's a hard job to be an extra. And we, I mean, shows, movies couldn't do what they do without these super talented background actors mm-hmm. because they bring the life to the to the whole scene. And, and I think that so many times they get overlooked. I think there should be a, <laughs> um, a category for best background actor. <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> for the Oscars the and Emmys. the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the boys, the boys loved... The beautiful extras. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I guess it's like fresh new faces. Ni- it was the 90s, you know? It was like... <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the 90s or 2020. Boy, okay, fine. Love. I was being nice. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It's like six it or seven episodes like, and they were sick of us. So they yeah, were it was fresh meat. New meat. They were That's sick of us. Fresh meat. But I feel oh like we God. would get jealous a little bit. A little bit. It was like they were our territory. Like, like... Yeah, if we could have, if we could have peed on all the boys, we would have marked them. They were ours. <laughs> I'm just I would, saying there would no be. I would not pee on any of them. I don't think peeing. <laughs> like speak for yourself. Really? Gross. Yeah, I I would have marked them. Those boys were ours. Hands off. <laughs> well, in this episode, this is the first episode that we see the whole uh, Brenda Dillon. Start to well, happen. it starts with the spark between Dylan and Kelly. You see that. It was so telling of yeah. the future. I like blondes. I know. What? Don't give it away for people that are watching for the first time. This is, I mean. what? Yeah, we a did spoiler get spoiler alert of a 30-year-old episode? <laughs> what do you mean? Thing. That's the thing, Tori. We actually did get some DMs of, of oh. listeners that are saying that we're spoiling some things in future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> because they're watching okay. for the first time. 
But it, it, oh, you're right, Sisney. It was okay. first, it was that at the lockers. I remember that scene when Dylan says, or no, the girls are like, which do you prefer? Really, really important question. Which do you prefer, uh, blondes or brunettes? And he said he's always been a, a blonde guy. Mm-hmm. Right? He blonde. says it right to Brenda's face. I know. That was painful. And for me, that brought, that like triggered me. I don't know about you ladies, but like he was just, fucking with her like mm-hmm. right out of the gate just like poking well, I was right triggered for you because I was like you are his <laughs> well Brenda is his in in the by the end of this episode you really see that that's kind of the direction that yeah. the show is going to get Brenda and Dylan together mm-hmm. I, I, feel like I feel like the feelings that she had with wanting to change her color is something that was just so relatable to a teenage girl yeah. and maybe you boys too because you don't have you want uh, the grass is always greener when mm-hmm. you have blonde hair you want brown hair when you have straight hair you want curly hair to this day like you know i'm in my 40s and i still go through like oh, i just wish i had blue eyes i've always had brown eyes <laughs> like do you know what i mean it's yes. that thing there's certain things that you're just like you know yeah. we keep waiting for you some magic wonder. surgery to change your eye color <laughs> It'll happen in our lifetime, ladies. Yeah, well. Yeah, so Brenda goes and for some, this is a life lesson. People never ask your friend to dye your hair. Just don't do it. It will always end badly. (laughs) Unless they're like, you know, professional. But that was a big mistake. I'd let you do my hair. How you so? let me take your extensions out once. You you have taken oh, wow. my extensions That's like a out. You, she has ta- well, it was an undertaking. She has taken out my extensions. She has put in new extensions. She has cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever she done sh- my? Hair? She has shaved my face. She has. <laughs> I don't think you've ever reciprocated. You've, you've tanned. You've tanned my body head to toe. Oh, wow. With your gloves. <laughs> That's true friendship. Uh, I have ne- have I cut your hair? No, but I want to cut those damn bangs. You know I want you back in bangs. I think you need to bring them back for the, the podcast sake. I'm going to. The bangs were Can uh, we just on get you clip Fuego. on ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just to like just yeah, so you could see just what it's like. For you. I'm going to order some from the from the uh, bangs. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing. Okay. They need to be thin but and fluffy though cuz that's the Those look. bangs on last on this last episode were just like firing on all cylinders they were like coming out with a trajectory that i i mean did they put like a soda can under there and then just blow dry how it? was it done just a round how? brush like a round what? brush but that yeah. was must have been the biggest round brush ever made because a lot of heat applied out. like really got some yeah. like depth it was- i know i was watching it with fiona last night and she was like wow mom those are some big bangs <laughs> and then she said and those are some big teeth. And I thought you would appreciate that. <laughs> I knew she was my favorite of yours. I just knew it. <laughs> oh, from the mouths of babes and your She best didn't friend. say big teeth. She said, "You wow, mom, you have a lot of teeth. I said, oh, I have the same the nice number thing. of teeth as, as everybody else. Were so you like, oh, <laughs> were you like, oh, Tori, Tori, she talks about my teeth a lot. No, I said she'll be happy. Put to those things buttons. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get blinding you. There's a moment when in the episode where Kelly and Dylan are coming down the stairs. We actually had Beverly uh, email us and is asking if you remember, Jenny, what Luke mm. said in your ear to make oh. you giggle. I mean. Or was it just acting? Uh, I can assure you it was inappropriate. Oh, really? Would he say stuff like that? (laughs) I love it. I can assure you it was completely inappropriate. (laughs) Do you remember? No, I don't remember all the inappropriate things he said to me. (laughs) Tori, can you speculate? What do you think? Well, in like a whispery, like breathy, warm, right in your ear, he was probably like, and then said something inappropriate oh, that made her blush and giggle and laugh and mm-hmm. her heart pound. <laughs> yeah, he was he was really good at doing that. 
and he loved it. He got he yeah he would get her all riled up. I love that. <laughs> like all like oh giggly. <laughs> <laughs> You're giggly now. Look at her. I know. I know. <gasps> well, we should talk about the Brandon part. We should talk about Brandon. Okay. And um, Miss, what's the teacher's name? Mr. Dun Den- Denzel, Mr. Denzel Dunbar? Washington, Mr. Dun. Den- I, I know. I Dunsman? thought that was an interesting name. Denzel, Mr. D. Danzel. Yeah, Mr. Denzel. G. Okay. Let's get into that in one second. We have to take a break. Okay. 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 Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. 
Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. So now can we talk about Mr. D? Now we can. Okay, good. Um, He was really cute. I have a thing for older guys, though. And he was a... You do? He was a... Adorable. Says the woman married to a younger man, you like in real life, or <laughs> your character. In real life, no. I like. I love. I love the elders. She. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've only dated younger men. Well, yeah, but not like to. To. Oh, um, you mean just to like like. A, I appreciate. Friend, I love. love oh, I want to smash him. Oh, oh hug on. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. what she means. But he was a rough teacher. He was pretty pretty. Um, I had ones like that strict. in school. Mm-hmm. Did you ever yeah. cheat? Did you ever cheat on anything, once. guys? I did. Once. I'm, I, I hate to admit once. it, but I did. There was a final, and someone got the test, and <laughs> a bunch of us did it, and yeah, we had to go in and talk to them caught? individually. Got caught. Oh, Busted. no. And they were like, if you admit you did it, you're you know, you're know going to fail and have to do it over, but you won't get expelled from school, and... Mm. I mean, I, in fact, pressure. I think I was doing 90210 at the time, so I was barely there, and I just wanted to, like, graduate, and yeah, so that that was rough, but it was really scary because someone promised us. It was like an old test. It was like an old test, and they were like, this is the new test, and because it was an old test and, like, six different people had the exact same answers, they were able <laughs> to, like, call it oh. back. It was so scary. Uh, not worth it. Like, just not, not worth, worth it. it. That not takes years it. off your life. Huh. But you can really see how important um, their GPA was to these kids. Oh, my gosh. They were so stressed out about their GPA. And, like, Andrea was so yeah, worried about her grades. And Brandon was so worried mm-hmm. about his grades. I felt so stressed out for them. Steve was so not worried about his grades. Oh, my God. in line with his character. Steve. <laughs> Steve he wasn't, but he pool. was. He was, yeah. con- he was pretty sure that he was going to go to USC. That is... Whole yeah, life he has every confidence in himself in the right, world. because he just felt like what his parents would buy him into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because that's what happens, I guess, when you're you get a little glimpse into his. You get life. bought into college. I don't know. Does that happen? I've <laughs> well, never heard a story about. We that. know how that turns I think out. That's happened before. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but we get a little glimpse into Steve's character I think a little bit more you find out he's like both his parents are divorced multiple times and mm-hmm. he was almost shocked that Brandon Walsh's parents were still right? together he, yeah he how crazy laughs was that? at them he laughs at Brandon because he's like are your parents still together like and then it was fun. what did he say he was like uh You'll be okay yeah like, hang in he, there. he like reversed it on him like <laughs> yeah. oh comforting him ha- yeah it's not the norm but you're gonna survive it like it was just so mocking i mean wait are i mean my parents were still together when my dad passed away hmm. your parents were still together tor same yeah both of our parents together so, the how whole about you lives. mine are still together oh, going on that. 50 years almost i think oh. for like 46 or 47 maybe yeah. Yeah. Oh, i love that so much i always wanted that to be the old couple that celebrates their like 75th anniversary together mm-hmm well, I'm that's going to be us. Yeah. That's going to be us. Me and you. We'll just, Me we'll and just you. do it. Okay. Because, yeah. They didn't speculate it had to be husband and wife. 
It just can be anniversary. It could be, it could be your life wife. Can you, you know? guys please have like a 75th anniversary party like that? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. We're doing it. We're doing it. That is going to be a good night. Do the toast when you crisscross night. your arms and drink the champagne. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we're going to be like in rocking, like bedazzled rocking chairs. Yes. And Walkers. The whole nine yards. Walkers. We are so, by the way, we're doing that. Just I'm doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So cute. But I did laugh out loud when Steve called Mr. D the hemorrhoid (laughs) 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 made me laugh (sighs) I feel like Donna was a little feisty towards Mr. Z as well you were you were sassafrassy and Donna's like the sweetest like but she hadn't been defined yet so she was just kind of like the like little like going along with it make a little comment you had a good line nice tie you had a good line where you were like, I'm wearing both contacts on the same okay. eye. <laughs> so line. I didn't know when to bring this up, but it's literally one of my favorite lines of Donna's from all 10 years is, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I think I'm wearing both contacts in the same eye <laughs> because it showed like she was so like giggly and kind of ditzy, I guess, mm-hmm. and quirky. Um, the funny thing is when we filmed it, I didn't wear contacts. I was, you know, 17 I guess when we did this one and I was like this is so weird does this ever happen and no joke this happened maybe four years ago I was putting on my contacts and I was like what's going on and I was like oh my god I'm wearing the same contact I'm wearing and I was like oh my god I'm wearing both contacts in the same eye and I was like life imitates art Donna Martin at her finest it happened that. that was glorious I felt like, um, w- w- since you said that was a really funny line, I feel like there was another couple of really good lines in this episode. Um, that one was my favorite. I There was another one Brenda said to Brandon, excuse me for living. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Remember that was such a thing? Yeah. Excuse me for breathing. Excuse me for yeah. living. <laughs> Did any and the other guy- one was, um, the other one was when, uh, Dylan, I'm jumping ahead to the end of the episode, but like when Dylan, he comes up when he's on the motorcycle and he says, blonde, brunette, redheads, girls in tank tops. Oh, yeah. You felt the tingliness through that scene. Burn. Smoldering boy. Smoldering. He knew just what to say. Always did. Right under the skin. Him taking off his helmet in that scene is iconic. Is I, that's how I remember him. When I think of him in a stare, like, that's it. I'm picturing it right now. It's mm-hmm. like ingrained in every female's brain. And those wrinkles on his forehead. He had, like, those great lines across his this forehead. This and the one eye, like, brow mm-hmm. going up. And I mean, is this strange I like, was attracted to him at, like, eight years old? Like, is that? <laughs> no, not at all. Inappropriate? Like, that's I don't. Completely normal. I had not at all. all over my wall, like. Oh no! I wish we had those now. Oh, same. In that same scene, Brenda says to him, "I like your butt." <laughs> no, she says, yeah, "I mean your bike." <laughs> I mean your bike. I yes, like your he butt. Ne- he never had a butt. <laughs> yeah, oh, good true. to know. <laughs> no butt. Now I'm gonna look for it. <laughs> no, but when she said that, Fiona was like, "Oh my God, Brenda! She never says the right thing." Yes. Like she, got, she was so like, "No, why'd you say that?" I love being able to cringe in an episode, like when I'm watching something and just like being able to feel the energy through the TV and just like, oh, like you're feeling feel embarrassed for them. With them. Yes. Oh, I love that. How do we get back onto Dylan again? We just no, keep I mean, jumping back to Brenda and Dylan. It just happens. I know. I have more to say about Brandon, though, because I felt like Brandon was so hard on Andrea in this episode. He was so like borderline mean to her. Everyone. And Mr. D. He. But that's not Brandon. Brandon's like the nice guy. So like why is he so angry? (laughs) He's intense. But this episode he was actually angry at people. Which is very uncharacteristic. Again with the yelling in the library. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in that library. But I got to get to the bottom of it. I think in your past life you really wanted to be a librarian. Apparently. Because it really (laughs) bothers me that they kept having fights in the library. (laughs) Like, I don't think I've ever been in a library. The way he speaks no, to the teacher, like he chews him out. Like, could you guys ever have chewed no. out a teacher that way? Like, there's ever. no way. No. Who, but Brandon, I, mean, I feel like that was not 
that was uncharacteristic. I feel like they didn't write, they missed the mark. Sorry. Yeah, he was written a little too, bit. too angry, too like hot-headed. Mm-hmm. Because Brandon really wasn't hot-headed. No. No. But maybe where, maybe because we know <laughs> what he is, we don't see it, but right now he's just being introduced as this character to the viewers. What, episode six? So, so he maybe they were testing. He, he obviously evolves, but right, maybe but they you were definitely, testing things out. But mm. Yeah, you definitely see the like right. um, range of like when he is sweet and cute and then he gets so fiery and angry and then he gets guilty and then he is apologetic and then he kind of, you know, finds the meaning in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he really did go through kind of an emotional journey in this episode, I felt like. Yeah, I think he's like trying to find himself still. I guess all of you guys are, truly, but... Who isn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I meant, like, in the episode. To, oh, I like <laughs> Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but touche. We just, I mean... And Andrea was just really... Whew, she comes at you, man. I wouldn't want to piss off Andrea. <laughs> she but not, like, scary. Back. But not, like, scary... No, not just like, like girl, just like real. intense, and you're like, and ac- yeah. accurate. Like she's yeah. got a point. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like um, Jim, the dad, Mr. Mm-hmm. Walsh, there again in a kind of a weird helicoptery, um, like, no. hey, Muso, zip it, Muso. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh my god! If you've you missed ever, that. You, you missed yeah, that. the screeching. Of Muso that goes on when, because we usually take our dogs with us to work wherever we go, yeah. Buddy and Muso, so they can see each other. And Muso is notorious for yapping at anyone that comes around. He's like the guard dog. And she, like Tori will just scream, go ahead, do it for all the listeners. Give him a Muso exactly. screech. Well, first of all, it usually goes to are you going to do anything? Like, are you going to say anything? No, yeah, because you'll sit there and he'll just be yapping and the guy, whoever he's barking at, will be like back like, up against Muso. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Muso, Muso. And they're like, are you just going to sit there? You have to do something. Are you not going to do something? And then I'm like, Muso! That was <laughs> <laughs> very uh, enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Didn't that hurt the, like the core of your brain when you heard that? Sorry, I could feel guys. that little ball in the back of your throat like rumbling. <laughs> he stopped. He stopped. He's like... <laughs> Vibrato. During BH nine oh two one oh every he hated Brian Austin Green. Like <laughs> <laughs> why did I just say Brian Austin Green? He, he hated did, Brian. He hated the listeners. Yeah. Every time uh, Brian would come around. Remember? Every day he'd be like, It's me. He every time <laughs> Brian would be head. like <laughs> Brian would say, It's me, Muso. You like me. Yeah. Remember like yesterday you, when we did this? You just saw me. <laughs> we just went through this. <laughs> Every day, it's me. But like he was kind of like kidding and like that dry sense of humor. But the same thing <laughs> every, every day. day. And Muso, yeah. I, I literally at the end of the shoot, I think Muso was just fucking with him. I think he was just like, <laughs> "Oh, I know you, buddy." But mm-mm. good stuff. Sorry, what were we even talking about before Muso uh, rudely interrupted? Just the anger between everyone, kind of like being up in a tizzy with all the cheating. No, we were talking about Jim. We were talking about Jim. Oh, yeah, you, yes, you Mr. wanted to say something about not a helicopter, yes. Well, he was kind of like hovering about the grades and I felt, I felt pressure from him watching. Yeah. I felt like, oh my, I'll never be able to live up to his standards. <laughs> that probably was what Brandon felt like, that all that yeah. extra pressure. You, you guys have young kids, like your kids are still in elementary school, all of them, right? I mean diapers, so yeah, <laughs> not even school yet. So you haven't gotten to that, but when they are in high school, one hundred and one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they are in high school, like things do have to start getting a little more serious if yeah. they want to go on to college and like yeah. whatever they want in their lives. And sometimes it's hard to like step back and let them handle it. But I think that Jim needed to step back and Cindy was uh, you know as always the voice of reason right there to keep him in line while she's barbecuing the meat another scene where she's barbecuing I was like this girl (laughs) is amazing super mom she cooks all the time I think that's all she did was garden and cook garden and cook (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. And they would have their barbecues in the front yard. Or was that like. That was a backyard. Is a backyard? I would always Mm -hmm. see the car. Like I was always confused. Well, it was like on the side. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There was like a cart port and then that basketball cart where the boys always played basketball was attached to the little So was this house owned by you guys? Like could you, you guys were always filming there or no? How did you do the scenes? They, we just used it like one day, an episode in the beginning when we uh-huh. used the, the Walsh house a lot. We used to like, when we shoot all the scenes so that took place exterior of the Walsh house uh-huh. that day. Oh, wait. So wait, did you hear this news? So in a, a previous episode, I think you said that now how they're just used to it and they welcome people. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. At the, the house. Pasadena, right? But apparently Altadina. they're still mad about Altadina. it. They're still like annoyed that people come there. They are. Be- because our our number one super fan, Darren Martin, who knows everything, 9021bro, knows everything about the show. He said uh, last time they all went there when Brian was having his like podcast and they drove by, they were like, no, you can't come into, they couldn't come past the street. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe they sold it to new people. Did didn't I hear? He said no. Darren say that no, it was not new owners. Oh, maybe, maybe I I might be speaking out. I kind of remember him saying something about it was new on, new owners that weren't weren't as um excited. Oh, about it. okay, okay, that maybe makes I'm sense wrong. then. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. So it was all just used for exterior. Any interior was in Van Nuys. Correct. Mm-hmm. On set. On set. Yeah. <gasps> My world's being crushed. It, in the bubble Jenny <laughs> refers to, the, the box we were locked in for 10 years. Next to the porn. <laughs> Next to the porn. Oh, the good old days. Good, yep. good times. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, we but talk- we loved when we would go to that that location, though, and shoot. I loved going to that location in Altadena because it was like, it was beautiful. It was like you were kind of out of L.A. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it just felt Remember nice, we would like, like sit air. on the front lawn in between takes and like just talk and mm-hmm. – Oh my gosh, I'll never forget the, I don't even know why this is coming up, but I'm having like this vivid memory of we were filming at the Walsh house and we were sitting on the front lawn the day the OJ trial was announced, the verdict. And they had cameras in our faces and I just remember being like, don't show emotion, like you don't want to have a response at all. But like I can remember us all just like sitting there and we were like watching this little TV and like seeing what was happening. Wow, that's a good memory. Crazy. I mean, I think we all remember where we were for that. Uh, I don't. You, well, obviously <laughs> you were there. You, you were sitting right next to me. Apparently I was on the uh, Walsh lawn. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this because we, we chatted a little bit before we started the podcast. Up. Did we talk about Brenda's hair and the wig? <laughs> we, okay, we, well, didn't. We, we just, didn't. I just said it, never let your friend do your hair. But yeah, that was a bad dye job. The, but the like the, the frizziness was so accurate to what it would be like <laughs> as a brunette because I tried dry, right. dyeing my hair blonde when I was in high school and I went you to did? the grocery store and I bought the like, blonde box because I was like, well, it's gonna ooh. be blonde and then it was like, like the picture bright Remember orange. Remember Sunin, you guys? Sunin, <laughs> like it would turn your hair orange. Yes, exactly. Sis, what, why did you want to be a blonde though? I'm curious. Like the what same feelings that Brenda was feeling? It's just like, felt like it was probably for a boy. It was probably, it's probably Dylan thought, McKay's fault. Yeah. You see a Kelly yeah. Taylor and you're just like, I want to look like her. So <laughs> That's so funny because I dyed my hair dark. As soon as the show wrapped, I colored my hair permanent colored. Super yeah. dark, like dark, 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 darker than your hair. And why? And why? Just to escape? Because I wanted to experience what it was like to not be a blonde. Like really? I wanted to know the the difference. Um, there was a huge difference, let me tell you. But mm-hmm. oof. I went dark in the show. In the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. I regret that. Oh, really? I don't think it I was I just bad. feel like Donna. Donna's like a blonde. Like she was like... You look so beautiful, though, as that when that red, dark red. I loved that red. I like Mm -hmm. it. It just didn't feel like Donna. I wish I hadn't married David. I wanted to remember Donna and David the way they met, (laughs) and so in my. But it was like at the time. I just remember I had a manager that was like, um, you know, to do things beyond nine hundred two and zero, you need to, you know, be the girl next door. You need not to be blonde and platinum. Like you need brown hair and just to be taken seriously as an actress did it work that didn't work out (laughs) (laughs) 
That's well, crazy. That, I feel like that was a really bad wig, though, on Brenda. Poor thing. It was really bad. She yeah. Like a champ, though. She did. She, good yeah. sport on that one. Yeah. That was early in the in series. In front of and, Dylan, like, oh, oh. Well, we have some emails and some DMs from people, which I think we should get to. Um, but okay. let's take a break. And we'll come right back. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm. So they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were gonna become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Wait, are we going to do emails? No. Yeah. I. You know, we have a few, and I know that we've, we've read one already, so I wanted to pick up this one but from But thank Karen. you guys for writing in. Like, we love this. Write in more. We want to hear what you think about it, bad or good. Mm-hmm. We want to hear mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. you have for us, upcoming mm-hmm. episodes. Like, let us know. Yeah, that was like one that we got from Monica where she was like, can you guys not spoil anything from future seasons, <laughs> for example? Monica, good to know. Talking about to I cannot promise that. No, no you, it's but, hard. but good to think of like people that's so cool that people are jumping in watching it I, for the first uh, time with us just kind of like we I mean, are my husband is truly watching it for the first time he's us. still in he's yeah, still with he's you still oh is. i love yes. it good so, good um, job okay this one is from karen she says how long did you have well there's a few questions so we'll just break it up how long did you have a script before shooting good question karen very sensible question i like yeah. it i know i'm actually curious too we would get like um, the episode, the the we'd be shooting one episode and then we'd get the new episode sometimes as late as a day before we started shooting. Um, but no. sometimes we'd get it like three days before we start shooting. True? Yeah. I mean, there were t- there were times when we weren't getting scripts until the day of shooting. But, but that was well, later. How okay, do they expect okay. you guys to memorize it? Because don't you think there was like a first draft that would come out like a shooting script and then it would change radically. Mm-hmm. I know what she means. Like later seasons, sometimes things were rushed and there were notes and we, we never like we really got, got the, to the look at the before. first drafts though. We right. never, the first drafts were kind of not for our eyes mm-hmm. and then they went through and they would do revisions, what's called revisions and they would, every revision is a different color. So the script would come out on white paper and then you would get your first revision, which was usually either pink or blue. Um, that draft would, you would add those pages to the white one. And then you would ha- add the pink pages when those came out because it kept going through changes. Oh my, so I can't. It was like the rainbow. Do you see her scripts. OCD coming out? This is what's yeah. important to her. I'm picturing her binder that like, she was talking about earlier. She can't remember oh, yeah. things that she <laughs> yeah, filmed yeah. in a show, but she can remember the order of the color of the organization. You gotta, so you gotta have the bi- the three like ring binder. binder. You gotta have the binder and you I gotta you open so it up. Much it, I love you. You gotta take out the white ones and put in the blue ones right in there, and then you close her back up until you get your new ones. It's so exciting. I never did that. I they just all sat in my room. Shocking, <laughs> the, I know. In the Shocking. envelopes that they you didn't even open yeah, them. Yeah, never opened them. Piled up. <laughs> how did you run your lines question. then? How did I learn my lines? Yeah. Like I have like a photographic memory. So I'm good at learning lines. Like spending time on lines isn't good for me because I'll forget it by the time I get there. For me, it's easier to like look it up, pick it up, move on to the next scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay. Her next question was, how hard is it to memorize a scene? I was just saying this. Like I feel like because I've used my short term memory so much, meaning that like instant recall, looking at something on paper, one time looking and picking it up and then going and, and reciting it in the scene. Uh, yeah. I've used my short-term memory so much that that kind of is, uh, you know, shadowed my long-term memories. Uh, maybe that's part of is it. That but your, is that your story and you're sticking to it? <laughs> I mean, it works. Believable. Yeah. That's crazy. We were, we were, we would literally like, just like look at it and we didn't, they were little, we had the little sides because they would staple it together, all your scenes, and they mm-hmm. called them sides, and they were little. Now- Why would they make them little? Like, why would they make this- I don't know. Instead of full-size pages, like of a regular It doesn't make sense. Maybe script. you can carry it around, put in your pocket, on oh, set. But now, like, we're old, and <laughs> we all have to have it printed out. Full size. Huge. <laughs> Big font, cast. please. And we all, like on BH90210, yeah. it was a joke. I think we added it to a scene because we thought it was so funny that we all needed huge font printed out and we oh all had gosh. to be handed reading Nobody glasses. Nobody used the mini pages anymore. That is Reading glasses. <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah, oh but my back gosh. then we had all had perfect vision and we, we didn't Yeah, and we like it. glance at it once and mm-hmm. be like, oh, a paragraph. Yeah, I have it memorized. Let's go. <laughs> Our next question was, who in particular would be more likely to forget their lines or always had bloopers or <laughs> redos? I feel like we all had our share, but I know I definitely forgot my lines a lot. I There were times <laughs> I remember 
and being in the middle of the scene and just flatlining, like completely losing track of what we were doing, where we were, yeah. what was what was supposed to be happening. And that they would be like, Oh, there she goes. <laughs> and like she would and she'd and she'd like freeze and like purse her lips, look around, and she'd be like, I got nothing. Uh, what? Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nothing. Mm-mm. So funny. But in general, I feel like everyone was pretty on it with their lines. Yeah. I mean, because we yeah. didn't. We didn't. It was not like I would go home and maybe per- peruse the next day's work before yeah. I would go to sleep or before I would leave work that the day before. But it wasn't like I would go home and sit down and study and, you know, break mm-hmm. it all down very was often. Was there that room for improv or did you guys really stick to the lines always? We were pretty good about. They made us stick tight really? to that. Yeah, to at the first. Mm-hmm. At first, okay. We could add in little in inflections or little like you know flavors here and there, but we definitely had to get no, their right. words across. Yeah. And I don't think it even it didn't even really enter our minds to want to improv or that we you could. Know. Yeah, we just yeah. were like must say the words as they're written, <laughs> like robots. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the, I feel like the boys would put in little, like, they would do their handshakes and add, like, the oh, equivalent of, cool. like, what the new word, like, bro is. Everything was mapped out for you guys from the lines to, like, the physical acting and all that as well? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, the guys, like, any of the handshakes, like, the... That was, the, like, whatever <laughs> came naturally. Like, their little, like, high fives that the boys did. There or, like, their head bangs that they would do. Oh, we did that, too. We like that. we brought our own flave to, the, they did to all our of that. stuff. We did, too, though. I feel like the, too. the writers were so great about writing to all of our individual sort of voices mm-hmm. because they really listened to the way we talked to each other. And um, they 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 used really it so listened. well. Mm-hmm. It was really great to see that happen. We didn't even know it was happening. Yeah, don't you feel like you didn't know it was happening? But then all of a sudden, like it Donna and Kelly turned into Tori and Jenny, but we didn't know. It was like they just <laughs> did it, like 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 little like puppeteers behind the scenes, like Wizard of Oz, like all knowing. Yeah, well, you're mic'd they up. were watching us, right? Ooh, listening all the time. That's pretty cool. Like it didn't occur to us at the time. Like, oh, our characters are evolving more into us and becoming more of us. Like we can look back now and see it, but at the time we didn't know. It was just like felt right. Maybe they had one specific person to eavesdrop on you guys at all the time. That was their job. To yeah. Take the notes. Who is that person? Maybe it's maybe that was the same person that told Jessica Alba not to look us in the eyes. Who knows? Oh, we, know, we don't know. We will never know. Mm-hmm. But we will never let that go. <laughs> One more question from Karen. She really had a lot of them. Whoa. For wardrobe, did you choose your outfits or did someone select that for you? I feel like we've touched on touched on this before, but. Speaking of outfits, before we answer that, your little tummy, what was that? was the cutest little shirt you were wearing in school, in the classroom. It barely went below your boobs, mm-hmm. and your entire midriff was out. <laughs> so tan and taut and cute. Oh, she called me taut. Taut. <laughs> those, those were the days. <laughs> oh, didn't even appreciate Oof, it then. I, I was like, oh, look at that. It's something to see. Oh, a little tum tum. Yeah. She was a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's, she's been through a lot now. <laughs> she's still a good one. Another one of the fa- fashion moments was like Steve, every scene he had a new ugly <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> he had so many uh, shirt changes in this episode and they, it was just like high-waisted jeans with a belt mm-hmm. and another big blousy ugly shirt. <laughs> big blousy collared shirt. I feel like he like, it was like almost Pirates of Penzance kind of ish, but like mixed with like what? It was like I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It was like bad Saved comedic. By the bell. Like it, you know, like when you think of like a, a comedy, a, a stand-up comic back yes! in the nineties. That's what he dressed like. But that was the style back then. 
But like apparently he like so here back to your question like we did have say in it and more and mm-hmm. more as the show progressed. I think in the first you know the pilot we let them do whatever they wanted. We didn't know they were establishing Clearly. a look, not us. <laughs> first episode as well. But as it started to progress, you know they started to figure out our individual styles, what worked best on our bodies, what we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely could say like no, that doesn't work for me. Like it's not like you yeah. had to wear it. You would go. Yeah, in, there was a, a big rack. room. Uh huh. Big room full of clothes. Yeah. And they would kind of separate it. That means that Ian picked those shirts. <laughs> he gravitated right towards them. Yeah. Would it be day of or did you guys go a separate day no. and do wardrobe? Oh, no, you had to do a fitting for every episode and they were gruesome. They were like marathons sometimes because sometimes hours. we had a lot of changes in the next episode. And so while we're filming, episode before we would have to go in and do your wardrobe fitting for the next episode sometimes during your lunch hour Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. work like yeah early it was yeah it was it's always a lot wardrobe is a really tricky uh, challenging part of of acting i think more so than people even think because it takes a lot of energy and planning and you know wardrobe stylists and coordinators are they have a lot of work to do and then the actor comes in and is like, I don't like that. Oh, yuck, that's yucky. <laughs> After they've done so much work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we, oh. there was, it was a lot of, a lot of clothes we went through on that show, man. A Big lot. Giant and you know room. what's so crazy is that the majority of it is back in style in 2020. Like, that's the crazy I could, part. I wish like, I could oh. go into that room now. See I mean, all those clothes. It looks like H and M or Topshop right now. I mean, that's all the styles that are so back. So crazy. Do you think to they'll think. linger into twenty twenty one? Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, good question, sis. New Year's resolutions. It's happening. We're getting the hell out of twenty twenty, people. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Woo-hoo. I mean, that right there is like. I don't even think we need resolutions for the no, sake of just getting enough. out of this year. <laughs> You know what? Crazy enough, 2020, I know, was horrific on so many levels for so many people. Um, But there were moments of it that gave us pause to kind of go back to what was important, the simpler things in life. Like quarantine, as awful as it was, like let us be with our family. Sometimes life moves really fast. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't Ferris Bueller say that? And you don't get that moment. Um, For Jen and I, like we started a lot of passion projects in 2020. Um, we had time to kind of do that and really get our our ducks lined up that 2021 is going to be really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 2021, I mean, it's got to be better than 2020. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's starting off, you know, in the in the positive. Yeah, I think I think we all have like a, a new mindset, like you said, Tori, because of what we went through this year. And I know what's like more important versus like I I was just going 100 miles per hour too before yeah. we all paused right so and it really at, doesn't it's like a lesson in like you don't like you don't it doesn't matter what your resolution is because 2021 is going to be whatever it's going to be right yeah <laughs> you got no control yeah remember like every year you'd be like this is going to be the best yeah, year best yeah. year like I feel like none of us are saying that anymore because of what happened we were like we had no idea you yeah know? we rang it in we're like 2020 Woo, it's going to be the best year. And mm-hmm. then everyone's like, yep. whoa. So now we're just like. It's just like, just take it as it comes. And yeah. like go with the flow. Be yeah. in the moment. Be with your loved ones. Focus on the things that are important and good for you and keep you safe. And just go with it. See what happens. That's my resolution. Love that. I like that. Well, ladies. I think it's time to wrap it up until no! 2021. No. Oh, my gosh. Wait, this is it? This is it? Yeah. This is, it. This is our last oh episode God. of this year. Homework assignment will be to watch episode seven. Obviously. Episode seven coming up next week. Everybody do your homework. Oh, my gosh. So by 2020. Yeah. I always love it at the end of of a year when you and you're done working or seeing people and you can say okay see you next year <laughs> me too <laughs> it's so but it's corny, really like in a week <laughs> oh my god and th- th- this was like one of those years you're like I hope i see you next year so what's gonna happen but we're we're there we're gonna yep. get through it it's gonna, gonna happen there. so we will we will definitely see you next year um <gasps> be safe 
see you next year. OMG! I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. Was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.